I found out that I was autistic when I was in, well, uh, even though I, in some interviews, I said I found out in 11th grade, I kind of found out sort of in 11th grade that something was, I would say different because I got invited to my own IEP meeting, which mm-hmm. stands for Individual Educational Plan. And I have to say, being invited to your own meeting sucked. And the reason why it sucked is because I I was at the head of the table and it was like watching political a political debate on TV, just going back and forth. And of course my parents are on one side, and the other people, the admins and teachers on the other side, and of course the admins and teachers trying to do this. And it's like, oh, we know but what best is for Jimmy. And it's like, yeah, clearly you do. <laughs> and I was like, but I was ter- but I was told way before the meeting that and it was like some of these admin people do not want your opinion, so you cannot speak at your own meeting. Listen to the vibes. Welcome everyone to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. And I'm happy to welcome Jimmy Clare here. Um, he is a motivational speaker autism advocate author and founder of crazy fitness guy what is that all about uh well it's a a motivational website uh for people on and off the autism spectrum to embrace their differences and extra challenges Mm. and it helps them support to um, have healthier lifestyles because most of my friends uh they're not all on the autism spectrum, but they all have extra challenges. And over the during the pandemic, they gained quite a bit of weight, and more than their body can handle. And uh, and so I I I know I started my business before the pandemic, but just in general, everybody needs healthier lifestyles. Gotcha. Well, tell us a little bit more about you. So I'm a motivational speaker, an autism advocate, an author, and like you said, founder of crazyfitnessguy.com. Before I started Crazy Fitness Guy, I I went through eight years of bullying, uh, nine year surgeries, and I live with spinal stenosis in my neck which makes it hard for me to move my head up and down, left and right. Stuff, the little stuff that people take for granted every single in a day. I mean, not everyone, but, uh, but you know, someone like me with spinal stenosis, it's hard for me to uh, turn different ways while driving a car. So it's like, oh, I had to turn my, practically my whole body just to see outside one uh, area of the car. And it's like, why can't every car come? I actually got this like adjust this this big mirror as an attachment. It's like why can't everything? Why can why can't every car come with these big mirrors? It take out all the blind spots. There'd be probably less accidents. But we come into these little dippy little dippy mirrors and say, like, "Oh, it's a safe car." And it's like not this thing. <laughs> We got everything else done compact, but we haven't switched to this yet. 
Yes. And, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so, uh, and I was also told that I wouldn't be able to read higher than a second grade level because uh, I'm autistic as well. And I'm currently in college, and I would love to prove all. I, I would love to meet all those people who said all those things about me. <laughs> hey, it's good when you can prove them wrong, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a grandson who's autistic. Um, he's, I guess they call it high functioning. Um, he's got all the the ticks and stuff like that, and um, you have to kind of be careful. Like if you touch him, uh, he gets. <laughs> upset if he doesn't want to be touched you know um but very highly intelligent although he is a little bit behind the rest of his schoolmates but uh i mean he's he's still in the grade he's supposed to be in um very creative man Uh, that kid he makes these videos i think god i wished i knew how to (laughs) i'm gonna have to get him to teach me how to make some of those videos uh you know Video games. Oh my gosh, the kid is a whiz at video games. And he uh, he said, "Papa, can I see your phone?" And he got on my phone, figured out how to open it, and you know, was doing all this stuff. I'm going, who's going to hold this kid back? You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, on the way back home today. Uh, my my parents are at the at their shore house, and it's like Jimmy. Um, I don't know what the Wi-Fi password is, and it's like, what the hell am I supposed to remember it? And so I just remember just some stuff that my uh, cousin Brandon, my cousin was uh, setting up at the shore for us, and I was like, it has to be one of these three. Uh, and I mean, I have a password manager, but. Uh, I haven't been at my shore house for since last year and I got a new phone. So I don't remember exactly what the password is. <laughs> and I, I, I'm going to save it in my pastor manager next time, but it gets annoying that my parents just can't get on board. My mom's willing to do a password manager. My dad's like, Oh, I don't need one. And I was like, <laughs> how many accounts you have? And I was like, I only use three. Well, uh, everything that everything that's required for the TV, internet, uh, all your other passwords, seems like they all require passwords. Go get one. <laughs> I should write a book. Why do you need a password manager? The simple, <laughs> easy dummy guide or something. I didn't say the I didn't say the title is in the works. I mean, it's it's not in the works. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> when did you uh, get diagnosed with autism? Uh, I like to say third grade, but my mom says fourth grade, and but I have the better memory, <laughs> and even though when I tell her that, she, she gets all ticked off at me. She's like, I'm not old, and I was like, I didn't say that. I just said, I know all the small little details, and I remember a lot of the certain details. I might not remember exactly which age I was in or whatnot, but I, I do remember game dragged out of school and class to go get diagnosed uh, i mean I, I didn't know at the time i was being diagnosed i yeah. was like yeah i get to leave school yay <laughs> that's the good part yeah so, so um what changed in your life and the life of your parents from before and then after your diagnosis well what changed 
because, well, my parents still treated me the same the way that they always did. Uh, they never treated me any differently. My cousins never treated me any differently. When I got together with all my cousins, they just uh, messed with me, uh, teased me. I know it was all fun because my dad always taught me taught uh me and my brother growing up and it's like I'm as I'm a, I'm a, as I'm teaching you for the real real world so if somebody makes a joke at you you can take it and yeah. so as I definitely it's like now when I go to my karate classes and everything we all joke around but we always we always have one rule well there's multiple rules but one of the biggest rules where you uh messing with someone yeah, and it's like you can't poke fun at someone. You you can mess with them, saying uh, like one of them um, has trained with this one person, and we were confusing up the punches because uh, we didn't know if our instructor and uh, every other term. Uh, but he's like, oh no, I, we we will tell you to switch and everything. And so we were doing it our own way. And so we got confused. And uh, and so he's forgetting like which punches and which. And I said to him, I was like, you, and it's like, I think you need to wear socks that with left and right on them. And it's like, you, and so you kept on lifting. <laughs> and he started laughing. And, but because I, I, just to give you one other example, like this one guy in our class, uh, I I never saw him ever again because every time when we messed up, he always made fun of everyone uh, who messed up, and that's not cool at all. So it's like it's it's one thing to joke around with people uh, that you're familiar with, and you're mm-hmm. and you know it's a safe environment. You're not poking fun at them, but when you start poking fun at anybody, right, you're out. It's like. Yeah, you joined the wrong club if you want to do that. <laughs> right. I mean, Tiger's not a club, but I mean, uh, I don't know. You joined the wrong sport if you're trying to poke fun at somebody because it's all with respect. Uh, and, but so everything just stayed uh, the same. No one, no, none of my friends or family members ever referred to me as autistic. And, I found out that I was autistic when I was in, well, uh, even though I, in some interviews, I said I found out in 11th grade, I kind of found out sort of in 11th grade that something was, I would say different because I got invited to my own IEP meeting, which mm-hmm. stands for Individual Educational Plan. And I have to say, but, but, being invited to your own meeting sucked. And the reason why it sucked is because I I was at the head of the table and it was like watching political a political debate on TV, just going back and forth. And of course my parents are on one side and the other people, the admins and teachers on the other side. And of course the admins and teachers trying to do this. And it's like, oh, we know but what best is for Jimmy. And it's like, yeah, clearly you do. <laughs> and and like, but I was ter- but I was told way before the meeting that it's like some of these 
admin people do not want your opinion, so you cannot speak at your own meeting. I'm like, then why What? the hell am I even going to Yeah, my that own stupid meeting? yeah, that didn't And make a whole lot of sense. well, I, I remember, and after the meeting, I was so pissed off because it was right uh, during my math, my oh, not my math class, my uh, art class, and I love art. And I, can, I really missed art because my college, even though the, they have art classes, it's not like uh, you have to pay for them and everything. It wasn't like where uh, high school was like, oh, this is included as an elective. My elective in college is like, oh, well, you can take art history. How about I fall asleep? Watch the grass grow. Let me go paint the grass. It would be more fun. <laughs> and but uh, and and I remember I made a huge big fit and everything. And I, I and I'll admit I did it kind of openly in the public, and no one really called attention to it or anything. Oh, except for some of the admins overhearing it. And so, and I made a fuss to my case manager at the time. So the next year uh, in 12th grade, because I made a huge big fuss, people wanted to hear what I had to say. I'm like, oh, so if I fuss and complain, and uh, because, because, you know, I wouldn't mind if then say, hey, Jimmy, what's your opinion on this take? Do you think this will be helpful for you? And then we can try it for, I don't know, let's say a month or two. And then we can revene at the next, I mean, come back at the next meeting and revamp it and so on. But no one wanted to hear from me the first time around. And, and even if I had like a most wild, crazy suggestion, you could say, oh, it sounds like a cool idea. But what about this? and I don't know, bounce ideas off of each other. And it's like, this is supposed to happen in a meeting, but apparently they forgot that. Oh, And, but fast forward a little bit. When I got into college, I knew these uh, people, let's just say, um, the uh, accommodation, uh, it's called the Disability Center. And I find that it's kind of a, very offensive name because you're calling attention to somebody who's different it's like there's no welcome sign uh, I, I kind of I, I said in one of my papers I read in college that it really should be the accommodation center because then you're accommodating everyone from whether people some in wheelchairs crutches uh, uh, other extra challenges And it, it, I didn't even know where the office is anymore. It used to be in one specific building, and then they moved around, and and they don't and and they don't even tell you where they moved to or if they're even in the location. You know, after the pandemic, come back two year, uh, two years after the pandemic and everything, mm -hmm. and in college, I didn't even know if, if I didn't even know if half of the staff was even back yet. Oh, wow. So I'm like, oh, so, uh, but I, I started advocating for myself because, you know, 
you don't want your mom going to the college uh, advocating for you. <laughs> yeah. And even if they did, they, they wouldn't give a crap anyway. Just because sure. they're trying to treat you or, I mean, me or whoever as uh, as a, in a, a responsible adult, even though I'm surprised some of the students got into campus because uh, this is a parking lot at my school. Real quick, I'll tell you this, that this is, there's only an entrance and an exit. Mm-hmm. Most of the gates are up and I've seen people driving out of the entrance way and I'm like, how did you get in this college again? I guess you just let anybody in these days. <laughs> of course, I didn't say that, but I wanted to roll down my window and I was like, Okay, I'm not an old fart. I know I'm a lot mature and much uh, older than a lot of these students. I'm 29. And the reason why I'm a lot older than them is because I took three years off of high after high school, after graduating high school. Mm-hmm. I said to myself, I'm not going to college. I didn't need college. But that lasted for three years. After doing different odd odd jobs, one of the jobs I had was uh, was working for my parents, uh, and I was scr- I, I was scrubbing the grout with the toothbrush on my hands and knees. Wow. And I said to my parents, "Like, you sure this is a job?" Or and it's like, "Or is this a punishment?" It sounds <laughs> like a total punishment. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> my knees were screaming at after, and it's like I'm never doing this job ever again. I don't so, blame you. So, uh, I went to so. So then I enrolled myself in college in the fall of 2015. Mm-hmm. And I've been there ever since, but not because I've been taking my sweet ass time. I jumped five different majors. And this is a community college I'm in. So it's not uh, it's not a four-year school uh, worth like thousands of thousands of thousands of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And and I mean, it's still expensive, but I mean, I'm I got a scholarship at the moment, and I, I'm trying to go trying to finish up quicker. But uh, there's certain there's certain classes I take either two, sometimes three at a time. But my next two classes I have to take uh, is. Uh, math and science and it's not my strong suit at all so i'm probably gonna take them one at a time because i was like you math (laughs) i "I can do math but uh you should sound like me in algebra i had to go see my professor every after every single class in her office hours because it's like oh i'm not that good at math i was like i can do adding, subtracting, some multiplying, some dividing, but algebra, do. But fortunately, this math class I have to take is statistics. Not saying it's any easier, but I, everything I do for Crazy Fitness Guy, statistics, podcasting, statistics. So it's like, well, at least there's something useful for it. Algebra is like, Oh gee, when is, when am I ever going to use that crap again? Yeah. 
Uh, never. <laughs> yeah, when I went back to college, I was 29, and uh, I had to take a math class, and my math skills are not very good. And mine was basically an introductory class, but yeah, you know, I I I squeaked by. I made it. But I I, uh, I never finished. By the way, I should I should have went back and finished. But it's been twenty some odd years since the last time I was in class. Um, I want to ask you because um, I I know dealing with like my my grandson and um, my my wife has a cousin who uh, he has a mental disability. Um, it's very important. For them that we treat them like everybody else but we do have to accommodate for certain things of course i mean you know my grandson with uh you know if you want to hug him or something you got to get permission first um and then with my wife's cousin you know you understand he's going to be slower i mean he's uh, in his i guess his late 30s but he still kind of has the mind of a of a child but you know what what is your take on and how we should treat people that do have disabilities i'm comedian david race in los angeles i host a celebrity filled paranormal talk show like no other monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions you won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Well, I would ask, well, I wouldn't say ask, but I would... But you know how uh, I'm going to put it in the right words. Uh, I I'm, I'm I would say well let's take your grand well, for your grandson at at the moment. You know, there's sometimes I wish uh, people would ask me if I and like hey it's okay to hug you or. <clears throat> or whatnot, is because, you know, sometimes I'm just not in the mood just to hug someone, or I'm frustrated at something else, and I was like, well, maybe not my visiting family or not, but, like, there's my mom every single day, and sometimes, and I was like, oh, let me give you a hug, and it's like, really? A hug for what? <laughs> and it's like, I mean, like, just like when I'm leaving my the house, it's like, here, let me hug you, it's like, I gotta go to school. Hey, let me hug you. And it's like, not everything, not every moment needs to be a hugging moment. And it's like, you can say goodbye, uh, and like have fun at school or something, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, but you know, we, I, I would kind of find out from the person, like, hey, uh, maybe just to be broad, like, oh, what makes you tick or what's, uh, uh, maybe 
find the balance between certain things like hey are you okay with this or are you okay with that ask them write them ask them write down what they like and what they don't like it may be specific like how would you want to be treated what do you like what do you not like maybe give them like maybe not have them write down every single thing maybe give them maybe give them a choice and fill in the bubbles or or check mark next to each one say oh this is okay or this is okay then i'm not comfortable with this just so that they're not feeling like oh i'm uh no one's trying to accommodate me uh make it make it be very basic so it's not just feeling like oh i'm i'm the only one being different maybe have all of them maybe i feel maybe have everyone at the table or in the family fill one out so there's like oh no one's signaled me out so i'm just filling this out like a, a different kind of person mm-hmm. uh, lack of a better word well see I, i'm in a wheelchair when i go out in public and I find that people are either they ignore you or they act like they feel sorry for you. And I just, I want to fit in with everybody else. I mean, so what? I'm in a wheelchair. It's not, it's not like it's going to hurt you or anything or (laughs) make you sick, you know? Um, Do you ever get treated the, both the extremes or pretty much everybody treats you like everyone else hmm. I would say it depends who it is sometimes like sometimes my not to bash my parents my mom or anything but sometimes uh, when I Let's say, well, let's say, for instance, uh, I, I'm i kind of asking her what a certain thing is. Uh, I don't do I have a good example. Uh, I, I don't have a good example for that, but, but let's say she asked me something. Let me say, let's say if I asked her something and uh, and then uh, of what something means, she might use a different word and uh, she might use a different word describing what I'm asking her. And she's like, well, this word means that. And it's like, well, no flipping duh, I know what this means. <laughs> I, was like, but, I was like, but I'm asking you specifically, what does this other word means? And it's like, you're using some other word in conjunction with that word. And so as and it kind of it kind of gets a little annoying because it's like, well, I'm not stupid, and it's like I know what the I know what the word means, but I'm I'm asking for this other specific word, and it's like stop beating around the gosh darn bush, and it's like just tell me what the freaking word means. <laughs> it's like I should, it's like I could have got the freaking answer from Google within two seconds. <laughs> Right. But I didn't have the phone with me at the time, so I was like, "Holy crap!" Man, uh, now, well, what got you into being a motivational speaker? Well, what got me into being a motivational speaker was 
kind of like what got me into autism advocacy mm -hmm. where I just didn't feel like my voice was being heard in certain places like my IEP meeting sometimes I don't feel like my like any other students voices ever heard on my on my college campus and let me give you an example on that my my college campus and the reason I'm going to use this example is because it's been kind of weighing on my mind for a lot for like the whole semester mm -hmm. in the last two years I've been back on campus this is uh they got these new chairs and that they're they're not like any chairs like the one I'm sitting in these chairs are like meant for elementary school age kids sitting on them these things are the most uncomfortable piece of crap chair I've ever sit in, in my life right and, and I mean even the ceramic metal chair I sat on in high school was way more comfortable than this chair. Mm. This chair is a hard plastic chair. Now I picture this in your mind. It's a, this thing is a hard plastic chair. It's attached to this tray table desk that you can barely fit anything on. You may fit a computer, <clears throat> your water bottle or coffee. But it, it doesn't, uh, it's kind of hard to send, center yourself with the desk in front of you. So it's like half off to the side. It's attached by an arm and, and it, it rolls. It, it's just one big giant contraption. And the reason I brought it up is because I, I'm, because I bet my back has been having like the worst time in these chairs and I'm not an old person. I'm not like, I'm not out of shape, but I have a bad back because of my spinal stenosis right. and my back has been flaring up since. And at first, and of course, you know, uh, you don't want to, like piss off anybody or you know, any of the admins. So I've been so I've been going my, doing my physical therapy. I've been going to physical therapy every week, sometimes twice a week. And I, I was like, you know, I don't know why this back is flaring up. So I kind of decided to. I came up with a. Uh, I kind of. I wouldn't say guest, but I, I've been eliminating stuff that is like, well, I've been using a lumbar pillow at, on my desk chair in my house for many years, so that can't be it. And I was like, can't be the seat in the car because I've been driving around in that for many years, so it can't be that. And so after a bunch of trial and eliminations and everything, it came down to the seats at the school because at the every, at the end of every hour thirty minute class I've been in <laughs> this semester, my back is like it's sometimes my lower back, the middle part of the back, the upper part of the back, and it's like, yep, it's the damn chairs. Mm -hmm. And so I said to my 
I still don't, I, I'm still looking at my school's rules to understand them all. I mean, I understand like the broad ones and whatnot, but I, I want to see if there's a, I want to write them a letter, uh, a nice well thought out letter. And then I want to uh, ask them, see what, if there is any way I can get a different kind of chair in the classroom. It's like they had many chairs uh, before COVID. I'll take one of those chairs. I'm not asking for a lazy boy. And it's like, it's like, and technically they didn't even need these stupid little, uh, these contraptions because they could have just got the small little desk and a smaller desk because they had these very long tables in the rooms before. And it's like, but you just need a small desk. You could have just kept the same the, the other chairs. Well, what was wrong with those? <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. It's like they might look a little old school, but it's not like you repainted the walls or anything. So why did you need new chairs? It's like you didn't get rid of the rugs, and it's like they look old school too. So and it's like now if you revamp the whole thing by all means go get a new pair of chairs but everything looks the same to me so so to answer your question i know that was a wordy uh story but i just don't feel like people uh, are hearing my voice so so even though and even though that people around campus have been saying that these chairs suck it's like well how many people are going to tell my school that these chairs suck? So I'm going to look to, I'm not going to use the word suck, obviously, but I'm going to write them like, hey, I'm worried about people's backs. And it's like, I'm worried about my own back too. And it's like, these chairs are not good for anybody's back. And it's like, and according to my, all my other professors, these chairs literally does suck. <laughs> and then I, and then if that doesn't work i'm going to go to the petition route and have people sign a digital peti petition and send it to them maybe i got 95 percent of my schools signing it and say huh i guess the people in the admin doesn't really care hey bar and girl fans it's jim with madhouse bar talk where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! Right. Do you find that speaking in front of people is intimidating? I've only done it twice, well, mm. uh, twice in person, multiple times online, mm. and I don't find it too intim intimidating. I might be a little nervous beforehand, not because I'm inexperienced, but just because it's something that can be kind of nerve-wracking, depending on like, what crowd you're uh, talking to. It could be, I don't know. I don't know, you never know what a person's thinking and uh, you want to gain the trust of the audience and sometimes uh, they might not show you that they trust you or find you authoritative until then at the end of the speech and then say, oh, somebody actually likes it. Cool. 
uh, I remember talking to my local rodeo club that anyone know existed. Uh, and I mean, they don't advertise anywhere, so how am I supposed to know? Uh, right. I've been living in the same area for 23, 22 years, and I didn't even know that they existed. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember they, uh, everybody gave me a standing ovation. They, they, it was like 25 people, 20 people in the room. And wow. uh, I was I was a little nervous at first just because it was my second time in, in person because I started my motivational speaking career at the start of the pandemic. So I really have peccable timing. (laughs) 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 But uh, so, yeah, uh, but I I spoke in uh, virtual conventions. uh, I spoken to summits and uh, virtual summits. And sometimes that can be intimidating too, because sometimes you feel like you can kind of be intimidated by some of the other speakers because they're like, oh, this person did TEDx, he did this, he did this, he, he has a uh, uh, eight-figure business. And it's like, put me to damn shame, damn it. <laughs> it's like, stop this. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I have a stuttering problem that I've fought with for most of my life. And even though I I don't spill over my words like I used to, um, when I'm trying not to stutter, you'll see I'll stop and I take almost like a little break before I say the next word. And I hear all these other podcasters and how smooth that they talk and they go through their their whole show without pausing a beat, you know, and Sometimes I feel a little intimidated, like oh, I'm not as good as these guys. Why am I still doing this? But I guess I'm trying to prove something to myself on top of trying to help other people, you know. Well, I, I don't know if this might make uh, make you feel better or not, but what I always think of those people who have like the the slight pause and then continuation, like Richie said, uh, kind of like the perfect interview, let's lack of a better definition or uh, word. I've I sometimes feel the same way as you do, but at the end of the day, there's people who who are interviewing them. They're not the ones who who are editing. Like for instance, I don't know if you're familiar with Lewis Howes, the School of Greatness podcast. No. Or maybe even Tony Robbins. I know uh, Tony Robbins. Well, th- those people probably have prof- very professional editors who probably sit through the whole hour and something conversation and takes out the all the ums and takes out all the <laughs> this and that. So it's like, oh well, there can be a slight pause just to make just to have a continuation sound really real and authentic. And so I kind of keep that in my mind because it's like, there's no way he's editing his own podcast. There's, there's no flipping way. And so, uh, and again, I'm, I'm not comparing myself or anything. Like, I I also, and, and one other thing I want to uh, share, I remember reading 
or listening to some other podcasters and if it's taking you hours to perfect one episode of your podcast and removing all the likes, ums, long pauses, there's tools to do that for you. And it's, it's like as a as a one person show, and it's like don't do it. And it's like and it's like make it sound authentic. Somebody doesn't like the like 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 this 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 and that. They can fast for 15 seconds, maybe 20 <laughs> seconds. And it's like, or they just want to listen to you. And it's like, and, and you know, and every time when I see my stats keep going up and up, it's like, well, obviously I must have generated a fan base because I, I jumped, say, four hosting providers, not because I was unhappy with any of them, it just, uh, it just, I was looking to see what what else is in the market, uh, and my bill is up <laughs> and whatnot. I did lose my data, but I'm gonna I'm gonna invest in a tool to help me retain at least a year's worth of data. Versus, hey, here's a big fat Zippo. Because <laughs> uh, that's always fun looking at Zippo. Uh, it's not. Well, let's talk a little bit about your book. Um, first off, what's the book about? And two, why did you write a book? Was it uh, because you wanted to inform people or you just wanted to prove something? Well, I've I written a co-author book with uh, 100 other authors. Uh, I got invited to be a part of it. Again, uh, I was kind of intimidated because a lot of these other people, as I was, I'm certified of this, I'm certified of this, I'm certified of that, I'm certified of this, and I, I don't even have my college degree yet. <laughs> and and I, I know it might sound kind of uh, maybe the word I'm looking for is petty or or a little bit for thinking such, but I I I also remind myself it's like. If I wasn't qualified, they wouldn't have asked me. I wouldn't have been invited. Um, I was invited by one of my colleagues who, who uh, asked me to be part of it. He's like, hey, I thought of you because I knew you wanted to be a published author. Here's his opportunity. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to... I wouldn't say suck it up, but I was like, these guys are more have more credentials than I I have at the moment, and it's like I do have. I'm a motivational speaker, and I'm an author. I, I always call myself an author because when I first started writing on my website, they, they always use the term blogger. It's like no, and it's like if I'm gonna be as like, I'm gonna be in this for a long run. Blogging sounds like oh, that's a nice hobby. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go with the author. And, because, and even though I told people that before, there's like, well, that's a blogger then. It's like, but if, if you write really well, good articles and everything, and it's like, and you write many a single, and even in different publications, it's like, which is like, which word do you want to see, author or blogger? Mm -hmm. So I went with author. And because there's some people's like, I disagree with that. I was like, I don't care. That's what makes me unique. So I did everything. Someone didn't. I did the opposite of what someone uh, told me to. 
and I, uh, I, I decided to, uh, so, uh, so I, I, I decided to prepare the co-author co book. It was one page in the book because there was all these quotes by, uh, all these other people's quotes. So, it be, so it came first came the quote, and then what the author's meaning behind the quote is, and. I felt really dumb at the first time when I when, when I was was writing the uh, what the quote was about because I thought it was twelve hundred words, mm -hmm. but I didn't read close enough to the guidelines. I mean, of course, I cleaned it up, but it, it was twelve hundred characters including spaces, so I was like. Oh, that's a lot less than twelve hundred words. Yeah. So I, I I cleaned up quite a bit and say, like, whew, that was hard because I'm one of the people who like to go into so much detail. Maybe not like uh, uh, Tolkien for the Lord of the Rings books, who who literally described every piece of grass that he came by in the book. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but I, I'm more person like. If I ever wrote a book, if if it had like references for TV shows, some movies, and, and maybe some of my favorite parts of the movie, and so I, I would get in the nitty gritty a little bit. But I was like, well, that's a lot different than twelve hundred characters. <laughs> I was like, I gotta shorten this thing up. And I was like, more than half, yeah. way more than half. I think if the paragraph was like this big, I'm like, so that's 1,200 characters. Holy crap! Jeez, man. Um, so your uh, your website is crazyfitnessguy.com. Yep. All right, and do you do social media? Oh, I'm all over social media. Between me and Crazy Fitness Guy, I have a hundred plus accounts, and. You might be wondering why the hell would you have so many accounts as a one person business? <laughs> well, when I when I first started, it was I basically stayed behind Crazy Fitness Guy. Like I I just stayed behind the scenes. I didn't I I I, I wasn't really sharing Crazy Fit Crazy Fitness Guy through me. I just behind the brand and everything. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I even had my name on the, any of the articles. They're just crazy fitness guy, crazy fitness guy, and 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 so uh, when I shared a post on social media about a milestone for crazy fitness guy, no one gave a flipping rat's ass crap. It, to them, to their eyes, it was just another brand tooting its own horn. When I stepped yeah. out from underneath crazy fitness guy, started sharing who I was and whatnot, people was like, oh, congratulations. I was like, oh, now you care. Well, <laughs> so at least they're I, caring I about you. Open. At least they're caring about you, though. Yeah, exactly. And so, but, and it, I know I could have probably stopped maybe in six total social media accounts, so three and three, but when Google finds everything and when everybody finds, when everything pops up and everything, it's like, there's no take backs. I was like, I could just get rid of one platform, but then, but then it, it might be 
maybe I, I wouldn't say attached, but it might have been referenced somewhere on another platform, like on a Facebook page or some other link somewhere else. And it's like, do I really want to go finding all that links <laughs> and just to delete one little thing? And then it becomes one big spider web. And it's like, oh, this is linked over here. This guy over here is like, nope, screw it. <laughs> so I take it you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, any other, any uh, other ones? Uh, I'm on TikTok. I, I don't really do much on TikTok. I just reshare my live streams only because I don't know if, if it's going to be banned in the U.S. soon. So I was like, uh, what's how many got for me? My life, my read, my my little promo of my live stream. Oh no! And I was like, that's all over YouTube. <laughs> you you have a YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! That's on the crazy fitness guy. Just because I I I, I would I know for myself I I, I couldn't uh, do my own YouTube YouTube channel because there's just so many. Uh, like a Jimmy Clare YouTube channel just because like, well, who the hell is Jimmy Clare? And so, I mean, my name is out there. I'll show, I'll, I show up on the first page of Google for my own name, but it's like, oh, crazy fitness guy sounds more cooler. Jimmy Clare, who the hell is Jimmy Clare? No one, no one knows who the Jimmy Clare is. And the crazy fitness guy, well, it's a lot more memorable than Jimmy Clare. There's a lot of Jimmy Clares out there. Now, before we go, um, is or should I say, what would uh, what would you want people to remember you for? What what's going to be your imprint on the world? Having a positive impact for people with extra challenges, and that is crazy. Fitness guy, as uh, part of its mission statement, is to have everybody be included in health and wellness and fitness and whatnot because fitness doesn't discriminate in my opinion because you know what? Well, well maybe it's a little it could discriminate a little bit not by extra challenges but like for instance let's say if you subscribe to and i'm not going to name any names uh let's say a workout at home program on some kind of platform mm -hmm. and the pro and the trainer always like pre-recorded or if it's live is like time to do lunges. Well, for me, I can't do lunges anymore. My, my, my physical therapist told me is like, if you're going to do lunges and in yourself, I will help you again. But don't say I didn't warn you. And it's like you're more prone to injury because your knee is quite inward. And so if you want to take that risk, go right ahead. But and it's like, but I wash my hands clean. I am not. <laughs> and it's like, so put in other words, I'm on my own. And it's like, yep. Yeah. And it's like, thanks. And it's like, yeah. I love this. No so, liability here. <laughs> yeah. So he, he he said that so basically uh so basically what I'm trying to do is help more people to find ways to still live a healthier lifestyle, still be able to work out. Like, you know, for instance, uh today in one of my workout videos, 
I'm not going to say the company because I like the company and I'm not going to bash them. Uh, but the, the trainer was having me having any of the viewers or watching it, it, it was all pre recorded, but for anybody doing uh, uh, shoulder presses, mm -hmm. I can't do shoulder presses because of my neck. I used to be able to, but I always felt like I had an extra stiff neck. I mean, I always had an extra stiff neck, but more stiffer than usual. And like, why is that happening? And it was all because of, and of course, I didn't know this at the time because, you know, you get your, I know my body because since the growing up with it, obviously, and it's part of me, but I don't always know what's affecting it until I started realizing what's going on. And I didn't know about my spinal stenosis until later on. I mean, I've heard my mom talk about it, but I was like, oh, what's spinal stenosis? It sounds like a fancy word. And so, so, I'm, I'm, so I'm just trying to help people to like, hey, you know, I have an extra challenge. I have a bad neck. I have a bad, uh, I, I have minimal pointy knees. I still work out. What's your excuse? And I was like, oh, small bedroom. I have a small bedroom too. And it's like, it's smaller than my other bedroom. Way smaller than my other bedroom. My other one's, uh, I don't say huge, but it was maybe times two than, than what I'm currently in now. Basically, I can touch my bed frame from right, right here. So that's how yeah. small it is. So it's like, if I can work out in a small room, so can anyone else, damn it. There you go. <laughs> I can't do karate in my room because I would, that, that I'll, I'll probably kick my bedpost. But uh, um, no, don't do that. <laughs> I did that before and it hurt like hell. I can only imagine. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> well, Jimmy, thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me, and uh, I hope you can come on my show too. I'd be glad to. Let me know when uh, when that we can make that happen. Definitely. And I also want to thank all you folks out there. If you are new to the channel, thanks for stopping by. I hope you'll come back. Please hit that subscribe button. For my regulars out there, you guys are awesome because you make it possible for me to do this. So until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Listen to the Vibes. You can catch us on Buzzsprout or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook at The Vibes Broadcast Network.